Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Sylvia Global Radio. You're listening to Devoted Moms with Tasha and Regina, an hour of engaging conversation for women who embrace the career of being a full-time mom. Hello, hello, Devoted Moms. Welcome back to our Thursday show. This is Tasha. Hey, Regina. Hi, Tasha. I am so glad that you are back. I know. You held it down last week, girl. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Devoted moms out there, y'all. got to be calling in because she killed me. I I definitely, I enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed um, the person who did call in and share her experience um, with a later diagnosis of uh, of having learning challenges. Mm-hmm. And it was just really interesting to see how the different education levels have a real impact on um, who's really ready uh, to serve people where they are, especially, you know, right. young people. So, um, you know, her talking about college being much more prepared or college being more prepared for her compared to um, her high school. Right. Where she where she was told not not even bother about a not even bother about going to college isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. Very. Yeah, very discouraging. So you had a yes. really busy last week. I, I feel did. like I should be calling you Florence Nightingale. Girl, and I'm just knocking on wood and thanking the Lord that I didn't get it. I don't know how I was around four sick people with the flu and didn't get it, but I didn't. Thank you, God, and. So the baby was the last to get it, and mm-hmm. so but so she's back to normal now, and she really didn't she didn't really let it slow her down too too much anyway um so but we all we all got the flu shot, but like they say, it, it really helps against the year before strand, and this strand strain just was strong, so but everybody is back to normal. It's a beautiful day in Atlanta, and I hope it's a beautiful day where you are, devoted mom. Aren't you supposed to get some snow out there in Baltimore, Maryland? Oh, girl, we had the blizzard that it kind of fizzled. It was like a okay. really bad. It was like a really bad. Like um, it started off as a, a awesome fireworks show, and then like it just fizzled. <laughs> so we got you know. So we're all repaired, and there's a thing in our, in our area that I. I, I think it is a uh, conspiracy of the toilet paper manufacturers and okay. uh, the farmers, <laughs> dairy farmers, uh, uh-huh. oh, and, and the milk farmers, where they all yep. get together and say, listen, we got to move these products. <laughs> <laughs> because the grocery stores are like, Armageddon's coming, and we're going to make sure right. that we have enough chicken nuggets to last us and, until in toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> So it is funny, especially if it's your your first experience in the area and you just want to run in and get something that you really need, like milk. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, you would think we were going to be undercover for 12 days or something. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a phenomenon around here. It's consistent. And so we did get, we got enough snow where the kids didn't go to school yesterday. Okay. So that was interesting, and they were happy about that. And but it wasn't enough. The, the type of snow it was, it was so wet, it was like slush. Okay. So they were bummed because they couldn't go outside and play in it because it would have just been like mud bath. Right. <laughs> it was not. No snowman. No snowmen yesterday, huh? No snow angels. No snowmen. Snow I, you know, <laughs> the area for the dog to go out and do her thing, but. Um, then we were afraid because it was so slushy that we were going to have um, a dip in temperature and it would then turn into ice. And right. so that didn't happen, thank God. Uh, so Good. this morning, sun is bright. We're about 48 degrees, but just beautiful sunshine. And I actually think that the snow just kind of cleaned off stuff a little bit, right. um, you know, to get us ready for spring. We had to have one one last hoorah. Uh, yeah, we um, there were a few places here that got, few areas here that got snow, but I, we didn't see any. It was extremely cold yesterday, and now today is a beautiful day. So yeah. it's kind of crazy weather. Yeah, and it was um, 
you know what? Having four huh. girls at home, um, at this, you know, kind of hanging out together was kind of interesting. Uh, <laughs> always is. <laughs> Um, but they were really good. They were good about kind of, you know, we around 930, um, we set out kind of a schedule. And right. that schedule helped us at least have some ideas about activities that we could transition to. No, oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. Um, and, you know, I like a little extra time to snuggle in the morning with my babies anyway. Every so, now and then, I know it is nice. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, now, the thing which was really interesting was that Simi uh, was supposed to start her standardized testing, Mm -hmm. and so devoted devoted moms, for those who are in school systems where they have to do this mandatory testing, um, my, you know, my empathy, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. even my sympathy, because they keep telling the kids it's not that big of a deal, you know, it's just so that we can have an idea of what you're getting and what we need to do better. But then they hype it. And, you know, so this morning I get a call. Uh, so Simi finally had it in her mind. I'm ready for the MSA. I've got my pencil, and it's ready to go. And, you know, I've taught them these different strategies. Right. <laughs> she gets to school. And I had a training this morning, so I get a phone call from the nurse right as I'm walking into my training. And um, it's her saying that her her uh, teacher walked her down the hallway with a toilet with a trash can mm-hmm. because she felt like she was going to throw up. Oh no! I, well, I can remember like on first days, and I've been doing the training thing for a while. But when I used to, um, mm-hmm. I used to be very nervous, and actually throwing up made me feel better. So I kind of right. wanted her to, but then they would have told her to come, you know, that would have had a different effect. And so um, I got to talk to her. I asked the nurse, I said, can I just talk to her for a minute? And so I just talked to her about how God um, can make her belly feel better mm-hmm. and that the test is just about filling in those bubbles. And yeah. that um, when she puts that pencil down, she's going to be just as smart as she was when she picked it up and that she really needed to ask God to help her um, get through this because it's not going to go away, um, but on the other side, it's going to be a lot easier. And, you know, we kind of just talked it through, and it's interesting because I called back and talked to the nurse before I called in today, and she said, well, no, I haven't seen her. She left on her own, and I haven't seen her back, so I I think she's okay. Um, There were other children who had been there. Uh, and, you know, really did have some kind of stomach virus or something like that. And I said, you know, she's got it honest. And so it's, it's life lessons that she needs to learn because it's not going to probably go away. <laughs> you nope. know, there's always going to be some new challenge, um, some new stressor, which is interesting because my, what was my training on this morning? Managing stress. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so perfect. <laughs> I don't know if so like I should have done it with her first. <laughs> right. And that's probably a good topic that I think a lot of our devoted yeah. moms probably want to delve into how to manage stress because stress is just a part of life, so you can't get rid of it. So the next thing you do is you manage it and you learn how to, to work through it. So that would probably be a great show topic. <laughs> I know. So, so, so she, apparently she and the Lord worked it out. I didn't get another phone call and, um, I think it was just the unknown, and again, the hype. Oh my gosh! I just wanted to tell them enough already. Right. <laughs> you know? so, so yeah, so that's that's what my um she was partially she was disappointed yesterday because yesterday was supposed to be the first day, and so she was also partially relieved. But then here goes another day of anticipation. Right. So wow. for those who have little children that have anxious tendencies. It's just important to acknowledge them and to help them uh, really talk out what they're feeling and then kind of help them process, you know, why um, and then what are some of the strategies. And so, you know, maybe you're right on another show we can talk more about some strategies that we use ourselves, Mm -hmm. uh, but also some strategies that are kind of consistent in helping to alleviate some of the 
the stress and anxiety because um, it really is about creating a balance because they're not going away. <laughs> you know, stress nope. is a part of our never. life. Never. Even when you yeah. have the best life, it's never going away. Well, Devoted right. Moms, um, I wanted to thank you guys for joining us again. Um, it, you know, Regina and I are continually amazed at the numbers that we see and still just like in awe that it's not just close family and friends that are listening, but, um, you know, people out there all over the place, not just in the United States, but outside of the United States. So um, thank you for continuing to follow us. And I think that um, you're going to enjoy today's show. So um, call, if you have any questions and want to call in, um, first of all, you can always reach us at 347 215 Six one three eight. But today we have a special guest. I think she's just now calling in. But she is the founder, uh, one of the co-founders of Rock the Red Pumps. And it's an organization that was created to raise awareness of the impact of HIV and AIDS for women and girls. And so actually the 10th, which is on Sunday, is National Women and Girls HIV and AIDS Awareness Day. So this was just kind of perfect that we were able to get her on the show to talk about her foundation and why she created it and some of the things that they're able to um, to do around this foundation. And she's also just a Jill of all trades. I mean, she's a, like a web designer, and she's also like a master blogger, and she trains on social media. So she's, she's pretty awesome. So I'm excited to uh, – we're excited to speak to her today. So I'm going to see if this is her uh, calling in. Lovey, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello. Welcome, welcome to Devoted Moms. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for being on. Lovey, um, this is my co-host and best friend in life, Regina. Hi, Lovey. Hi. I love your name. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. <laughs> you get to hear Thank love you. all the time. That must be awesome. Right. <laughs> it is, it is. Um, welcome, and I am uh, really excited to hear more about your initiative because I have been looking for a uh, a purposeful uh, encouragement to get some red pumps, and so I think, I think that you are my lady. <laughs> I have been wanting some red stilettos, and um I just haven't been able to legitimize, like, why I really need those. But but I'm thinking it's in support of something much larger than myself. Right. Yes, like there you go. You have a, you have a great <laughs> excuse to go buy a pair of red pumps. No excuse. It's a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Let's go with that. Yes. I like that. I have a so tell, us, um, tell us, Lovey, a little bit about... Um, you know, how you started this, I see that you have a love for shoes, so you and I have a lot in common. I have a love for shoes as well. And so I love how you took, like Regina said, a purpose um, along with something that, you know, you love and and kind of meshed it together. And so how how did this project, the Red Pump Project, come about? Um. I've always been a nonprofit um, since I graduated from college, and actually before then. And uh, one of the issues that I cared about was HIV and AIDS, uh-huh. partly because I, one of my friends in college actually has 20 cousins who've been orphaned by it in Malawi. Um, uh-huh. Wow. So I, I had an idea to do something around HIV and AIDS and red shoes, just because I felt like it was a natural fit, because one, red is the color of HIV, and Women love shoes, so why not put both together? Um, right. So a friend of mine, Karen, I was having this conversation with her about four years ago, and I'm like, you know, I want to do something around this concept. And she's, she's also in social justice and really is in the nonprofit space. So she's like, well, and she's a blogger. So okay. And we're like, we should do something with our blogger friends and – get them to talk about HIV and AIDS, especially since National Women and Girls AIDS Day was coming up then. So we put up, we just put out a call to our blogger friends, about 50 friends, and said, hey, 
on Girls AIDS Day, can you just dedicate your blog post to talking about HIV and AIDS, no matter what your blog mm-hmm. is typically about? And it was cool because in a week, 135 people were like, we'll do it. Oh, um, wow. And, and that response was cool. Your um your blog community, how many how many individuals are we talking about? hundred and thirty what, my blog community? What do you mean by um what do you mean? Um, I guess the number of folks who follow your blog. Oh, well, it depends. Um like on Facebook right now I have eleven thousand likes. And oh my god! Wow! Yeah, I have hundreds and thousands of page views every every month on my site. So I have a large blog community. So your potential impact is—I mean, we could say let's just throw out ten thousand times your hundred and thirty-five other bloggers. I mean, that is huge. Right. So we got a lot of traction and people. So what's next? Next, and they really wanted to engage with us some more. So the Red Pump Project became a national nonprofit, and we are actually on our fifth annual campaign now. Wow! Oh, that's great. That's really great. Now, what wow. does it? Um, so for the individual, it just means kind of putting on your red pumps for that day. Um, and wherever you're going, maybe that stimulates a conversation, or, or what? What? What does it look like? Yeah, um, the mission of the Red Pump Project is to raise awareness about how HIV is impacting women and girls, and really at the at the base of it is um, the red shoes are a symbol of empowerment because you put the red shoes on, you feel a little bit more powerful, and we're hoping that people uh-huh. put on the red shoes, see the red shoes. And automatically think of, okay, I have the power, I have the responsibility to take care of my body. Um, Red Pump is really concerned with making sure that women feel that they have the right to, you know, make these responsible decisions and to to protect themselves when they're doing whatever they feel like doing. Um, And also, we just want to decrease the stigma around the issue because we feel like if we talked about it more, it wouldn't be so hush-hush. And uh-huh. we can really combat the epidemic. And so we're asking women everywhere, even if you don't have a blog or not, to put on a pair of red shoes on March 10th, wherever you're going, even if you're in the house, put on a pair of red shoes, take a picture of it, and uh-huh. upload it to Palm's Facebook fan page and show that you are part of this greater community of women who's standing with women everywhere, whether they're infected or affected or know somebody. Yeah. yeah. I love the symbolism. Wow. I love that. Power. Yeah, I I think you're so right. It's so interesting um, how red has taken such um, – it has such a significance. Uh, and depending on particularly your faith system, like for me, red now reminds me of the blood of Christ that was shed for me. And so I think about um, just how powerful – I mean, and we even see guys, they have red power ties. And, right. um, you know, there there really is a lot of energy um, involved in that color, and I think that, you know, the the idea, um, just that collective force is is amazing. I think that you are such a visionary. Thank you. It's just red is a really uh, drawing color. You see the color red and you pay attention to it right off the top. So mm-hmm. for us, it's, for, it's perfect for multiple reasons. And, you know, red is the color of energy, and behind our mission is the energy of, people everywhere who might not know how to give back otherwise or might not know how to show their support, but with us, we're just saying, hey, you know what, show your support by putting on a pair of red shoes, even if they aren't heels. Put on a pair of red Converse's and flats. And, uh-huh. and it's really powerful because over the, <laughs> over the years, um, on March 10th, our Facebook fan page ends up being flooded with women everywhere. And we're not just reaching women in the U.S. We have women in South right. Africa and France and Germany putting on red shoes and saying, here I am, supporting the cause, supporting other women. And it's really great, and it's a really good feeling the community. I Can love you that. Have- now, what is the name of your fan page, Lovie? Um, Red Pump Project. So Facebook.com slash Red Pump Project. Um, Perfect. People can share. We have pictures of women in red shoes. We have pictures of ourselves in red shoes. So people can share our pictures across their networks. 
I love that. And so on and so on the tenth, will you be having your annual event? Yeah, actually, so we have we're national and we have ambassadors in five different cities. So okay. this year we're actually having five events going on this oh. weekend. So we're having um cupcakes and condoms, which is a <laughs> an afternoon and evening of girl talk and wow. we're gonna talk about yeah, we're going to talk about female condoms, and mm-hmm. we're going to talk. Just, it's an open space for women to share, really, the issues around sexual health and right. basically girl talk, and we'll have desserts. So we're having those in D.C., Atlanta, Charlotte, and Dallas. Awesome. Um, oh, wow, we can we can go. I can I can probably hit that up. I'm actually in Atlanta, so I'll have to look oh, that yeah. up. Oh, yeah, we have great we have a great ambassador in Atlanta. Her name is Sky Banks. So. And in Charlotte, awesome. we have Janika Witten. Dallas, we have Shannon Gooden. And in D.C., we have Brittany Menina. And we're based in Chicago. So our okay. big event of the year, um, our biggest one is our Rock the Red Fashion Show, which will be March 23rd in Chicago. Oh, okay. Wow. And that's the one that Kim Coles um, hosted for you one time? MC? Yeah, she hosted last year's event. Last yeah. year's. So who are you having this year? Um, we are going to announce that in a week or so. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. Great. That is awesome. That's awesome. Oh. So, Devoted so moms, if you would like to. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Regina. <laughs> no, you, you go ahead. You do it much better than I do, honey. Go ahead. <laughs> Devoted moms, if you would like to ask Lovey a couple questions, she's not going to be. She's going to be on for just a little bit longer. So if you have any questions and you want to call in and uh, and pick her brain, you can reach us at 347-215-6138. Again, that's 347-215-6138. I'm also uh, live on Twitter chat, so if you'd like to send in a question uh, via Twitter, we're at Tasha and Regina. So feel free to send in your questions. We'd love to hear from you. Um, so Love you. Along with this organization, I see on your your website you are a Jill of all trades. So talk a little bit about how you know it just really seems to be that you have this kind of entrepreneurial spirit, which you know Regina and I are actually going to be doing a show on that as well. Just women and and how they are um, in the workforce and how they're creating creating incomes for themselves versus just clocking in at a nine to five. So can you speak a little bit on some of the entrepreneurial um, things that you're involved with? Um, so I work myself as a writer and social media strategist, and I've been blogging for 10 years. Um, and really Red Pump started from because I'm blogging. I use the platform right. that I know to create the you know the organization. And my social media strategy thing is I'm a child of Generation Facebook, and I've been in marketing mm-hmm. communication. Um, for about eight years. I've been doing it professionally. So um, what I do is I help people figure out how to use the web to further their mission. So instead of just being on Facebook to share pictures of your whatever you feel like sharing, uh, why not be on Facebook and further a goal that you have? So I help people figure it out. Wow. Wow. You know, if we could go back just really quickly to um, the Sunday one of the things that, um, Lovey, if you could help me with is I have a, um, a eight and a seven year old, um, and when I put on my red pumps, I know they're going to ask me, "Well, mommy, why do you put me on? <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going? And can I wear? Oh, and my youngest, uh, my seven year old, will say, "You know what, mommy? When I get older, can I have those?" Um, right. So, so what would you recommend that I share with them? Um, I would say for you to just say, you know, I'm putting on the pair of red shoes because there are women everywhere who are dealing with HIV and AIDS who've been infected with the disease. So me and a bunch of other women everywhere, we're putting on red shoes to say, hey, we support you and we stand in with you and we are here for you. So it's, a community movement, so you can just let them know that. Okay. I like All right. And so if, like we went, yeah, if we went further up, um, and Tasha and I both have um, <clears throat> some background from years ago 
uh, around HIV and AIDS prevention work. And it was interesting because we talked a lot about children that are my that that, that are in my girls' age that kind of like how you can't how you can't get it. And so it was more around compassion for people who just like someone who has a broken leg or um, someone who's not feeling well, how to be compassionate and understanding um, to what they're dealing with. And then as kids got a little bit older, like Tasha's daughters in the in the tweens, mm-hmm. um, we may talk a little bit more about maybe some you know a, some strategies. Um, so, do you are there places or resources on your website where mothers can go and kind of get the language that's appropriate for their children? We're actually working on that. Um, so last year we had a mother-daughter workshop where we got pairs of mothers okay. and daughters in the room and had an open space conversation about, you know, so if you had to talk about this, how, who do you go to? So we're actually uh-huh. developing that language that mothers can use and we're developing more programs to have mothers and daughters involved in the conversation together. So and our website is redpump. Our website is redpump.org. So okay. we're going to be updating okay. that with more things um, moving forward. But yeah, it already has a lot of stuff there. We have resources there about you know we have AIDS stats listed. We have information about other folks like so the CDC um, link is on our website too. Oh great, great, great! Awesome. So I think that you know I think we've done we did a couple of shows around um, what your mother didn't tell you about sex, and certainly. Mm. Um, Protecting ourselves, uh, you know, from uh, STDs uh, wasn't a part of a conversation that many of us who are now moms understand. We've got to talk about this. And right. so this is yet just another kind of component of, you know, how do we teach our daughters and our sons. Um, I don't want to leave out our sons um, to be healthy and make choices that allow them to be healthy. And so, right, and that's um, really important. It's really important for us to do and include, I think, everyone in the conversation. So we right. figured this would be a great way to do it without making people feel uncomfortable because we're, we're, we try to meet people wherever they're at. So if you'll be hanging on Twitter, we we have Twitter chats where we talk about, you know, whose job is it to carry condoms and right. how do you have a conversation with somebody that says, have you been tested, things like that. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I just want to normalize the conversation. Our goal is to make it where it doesn't feel so weird and it doesn't feel so standoffish when you do have it. It feels uh-huh. more, okay, we need to have this conversation that a lot of people are having everywhere. Right. You know, and I kind of I kind of felt like at one point in in our in our generation we were we were talking about it a lot more and it was more on the forefront. And and then I feel like it it went down a little bit. And do you feel like, even with your project and others that are out there, that we're kind of going back on the upswing of putting it on the forefront of the minds, especially of our teenagers, to make them aware of this disease that is definitely out there? It's not gone. Uh, you know, it's nowhere near curable, um, although we a lot of people are working really hard to get to that place. But I feel like with this, just raising the awareness again um, and putting it to the forefront of people's minds. Do you feel like it's moving in that direction now? Um, I, I think because of medical advances, people started taking uh-huh. it for granted. Um, right. And what people need to understand is it's still not the flu, and it's still not a common cold, even though people can live long, prosperous lives with it. It still is more serious than some people are taking it to be. And I think we need to right. keep that in mind. We need to not forget that piece. Right, right. Well, and I think that the, you know, I think you're right, Lovey. I think that um, as much as as we want to get rid of the stigma, that we do have to consistently, you know, remind folks that this is a part of, especially uh, young people or even older people who are now negotiating relationships that they never even thought they were going to, you know, this was going to be a part of something that they would have to think about. Because right, right. the numbers aren't just high on the 
young person's end, but they're also getting higher on the geriatric or the seasoned adult end. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They're seeing that rates are going up in nursing homes and among 65-year-olds. Wow. So it's a conversation that it's something that trans. I, I think it goes across all the boards, skin color, mm-hmm. age, age right. It's, uh-huh. You know, the face of age is everyone at this point. So right. we need to really govern ourselves accordingly and I think take it more serious than we have been in the past, I would say, 10 years. 10 years. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I think we might have somebody calling in that's going to ask a question. So let me see. Thank you for calling Devoted Moms. This is Tasha and Regina. Do you have a question for our guest? Hello? Okay. Maybe not. Maybe they're just listening. <laughs> Wanted to make sure I wasn't missing any questions. Again, you can call in Devoted Moms at 347 347- Two one five six one three eight. If you'd like to um, ask our guests any questions, or if you have, you know, any experience, a personal experience with HIV and AIDS that you'd like to share with us and with the rest of our devoted mom um, network, we would love to. Um, we would love to hear from you. So, what's on the horizon for for Red Pump Project, Lovey? I mean, what kind of things are you looking forward to adding and expanding with, you know, in mm-hmm. the, this year and years to come? We are going to be doing more testing drives, and we're going to be having an empowerment manual that people can download and with that conversation that you're talking about with with daughters. And um, Mm -hmm. we're going to keep doing the work we do. We are everywhere on the web, so we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that. So if you need to contact us, we are at redpump.org. Um, that's our website, and on Twitter we are Red Pump Proj without the ECT, and Facebook we're Facebook.com/slash Red Pump Project. Yeah. Hey, so Lovey, do you also do you also have links? You mentioned that you had a friend who had twenty cousins that are that lost their parents to the disease. Um, a friend of mine does. People want to support um, support those efforts and support those children. Uh, we also have had a, a conversation about adoption. Um, not we didn't talk as much about international adoption, but right. you know, as we just think, you know, mothers want, you know, often want to, you know, help and take care of. Sometimes when your natural um, caretakers aren't available, so is there a way for devoted moms to find out if that's something they're interested in? Um, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to ask my friend because she's, that's her family. Um, but if you, you think, pardon, email me. I'll see if I can get in touch with her and let you know. Yeah, I mean, because I can imagine just the impact which just, um, would yield the need for more resources and, um, and it really does cross borders. I mean, it's not even just you know, it's Africa is what we hear a lot about, but there's lots of other places where similar things happen. Right, right. So we yeah, would like to kind of offer resources for our devoted moms that are all over the world um, to get involved. Yep, yep. So, but thank you so much for having me on your show. It's been a thank you for even reaching out to me. This has been great. This has been yeah. awesome. Thank you so much, Lovey, and we look we look forward to, you know, seeing more um more from your project and I'll definitely be looking on your fan page and I'll be wearing my red pumps on the tenth. Thank you so much That's for joining us. Lovey, I will. Thank you so much. Thank you for um Regina because I get to go shopping for my red pumps, which is you know, <laughs> part of the, the fun purpose part. So thank you and God bless what you're doing. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Wow, that was awesome. I um very uh that was that was inspiring. I enjoyed enjoyed speaking with her, and I um I hope you guys did too, devoted moms. I hope you enjoyed listening to that. Um, just bringing exposure and awareness to something like this through such a very creative um outlet as well. I it, that's exciting. Right. It, it gave me a chance to, you know, it seems like there is, um, has been you know, kind of a lull, especially once you become married and 
you know, you're in a monogamous relationship, and so, oh, that's mm-hmm. not really part of my world anymore. Um, but I do know that the CDC has put a lot of emphasis even on um, committed couples to just knowing your status. And now there's uh, rapid testing, and they literally right. can, can swab your mouth and um, within, you know, a few minutes can give you an mm-hmm. idea if you may need to go and get a test uh, to um, to further, further just your information. And right. so those places are found at most health clinics. Um, if you go on the CDC's website or even your health, your local health department's website, you can find out, you know, how to get tested. And, um, and it's interesting because knowing gives you the power to right. then make decisions. And, you know, people are living with the virus for years. Um, it's a lot different than it was in the 80s when people, you know, they got the, you know, often people would get a diagnosis and then they would pretty much be ready to um, transition into that. Mm-hmm. And and it's just really different now. So yeah. uh, the medications have gotten smarter and uh, not as toxic because the other trend, Tasha, I don't know if you remember, but as it came up with, uh, the drugs to help treat some of the symptoms, the drugs were so strong because they weren't meant for long-term usage. Right. So people were actually not dying from HIV or AIDS-related. It was from the toxic, uh, the drugs being so toxic. And um, and so they've, you know, made great strides, but I think that we do just need to continue to keep it on our radar screens when we start to talk about health. Um, yeah. Health, yeah. You know, yeah, I was looking up, a, looking up a statistic, too, that talks about specifically for how disproportionate it is for African-American women and girls who um, are being affected. And I think it was such a, you know, when she said the face of, of HIV and AIDS has just completely changed, I mean, that is just so true because it was only introduced to us for such a long time as the, the gay disease and the gay male disease. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I think that especially women in particular and heterosexual women didn't even think much about it. It wasn't even really on our radar because it was like, oh, that won't happen to us. And now it's um, happening to us at an alarming rate. And that's why, you know, of course, everyone needs to be made aware and continue to raise awareness about this disease, but specifically for because it's on the rise for women and girls at such an alarming rate that we need to specifically target um, women and girls and make sure that they that they know this can happen to us. Right, it is right, happening, right. And it is happening to us. It is. It is. You know, I um, I actually have in my possession, in some box somewhere, I have an award for being the super condom lady. Did you I remember that. <laughs> yes, I remember the super condom lady award. <laughs> So when when Lovey talked about the condoms and cupcakes, I'm like, oh, I'm all over that. I know. And they have one in D.C. You'll have to see if you can make it out to it. I know. Condoms and cupcakes. What what else is there? Red wine and red pumps? What? Right. Yeah. I think that's awesome. But I, but I do remember even in, you know, the, and that was back in the late 90s when we were mm-hmm. doing work, it was just getting people to start to understand um, there were so many misconceptions about how you got the disease and who was it affecting. Um, and then we also, I know CDC, to, and for those who don't know, CDC is the Center um, for Disease Control. It's a federal agency in America. Um, and even the World Health Organization um, is a great uni- is a great resource for folks if you're looking for more information. Uh, mm-hmm. They also started talking about being honest about uh, condom negotiation, and so there were actually workshops to help women, particularly, but also men, but women to be able to negotiate with their partner um, why this was important and why. Yeah. Why it was necessary, especially if it was in a relationship where you just weren't sure of your status, 
and you cared enough about the other person, but maybe they didn't know their status. And so I know on college campuses, I am I'm actually going to be fortunate on uh, next month, I'll be in Charlotte, there is going to be a um, a conference for the Lonnie Mitchell, the Lonnie Mitchell Institute, and there are 15 colleges that are historically black uh, colleges and universities. Fifteen of uh, of them were given grants to uh, do AIDS awareness on their campus. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting. Talk about a full circle, right? Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is kind of how my universe flows. I haven't done HIV and AIDS stuff in years. <laughs> and now here <laughs> it comes again. Um, but it's going to be very interesting because my role is going to be working with uh, college-age um, individuals, males and females, um, they have teens, and they have to do some some kind of project to raise awareness on their campus. Um, but right. it ha- it needs to be led by their voices instead of the old heads who don't even want to say the word condom, let alone negotiating a condom. Um, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to to um, kind of mediating because they do have to have a, a an advisor, a faculty advisor. And so some okay. of the challenges, as with all of the um, of initiatives when you're doing a generational thing, mm-hmm. um, it will be interesting to see how, uh, how the young people fare at knowing what's going to reach their peers. Yeah. And that's, you know, really important because peers have a particular way that they negotiate with each other at all levels. You know, Mm -hmm. I think about how you and I talk compared to, you know, how our, you know, how males would interact and engage about particular things. And so for these young people who are at college age, I mean, you know, beginning their uh, careers and about to, you know, set the world on fire, it's very important that they understand and are aware of some things that can create barriers to them um, moving as fluid um, as they, you know, as they should. Right. So um, I am definitely going to take the Red Pump Project. (laughs) I am. Um, I have some Red Pump, or I might just, that'll be a reason to go buy another pair. Um, (laughs) You you even have red tennis shoes. I mean, you have red Converse, don't you? No, uh, Jordan does though. Jordan does. Okay, so she can yeah. wear her her red. Converse. She can wear her red Converse, and then Nia has a pair of red Butterfly Mary Janes, and then I have my red pumps. And so we will. I will take a picture of that on the tenth, and we'll wear them on the tenth and put it on um on Facebook. So that's, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm I, to I, doing do that. Have, I do have some red. It's kind of a dark red. It's, you know what it is? It's a conservative red boot. Um, okay. Just kind of a chunky, funky boot. But, mm-hmm. you know, I want some pump. I think I can do that, especially if yep. they have a platform. If I let they have a platform on them, then I'll, 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 it'll reduce my chances of falling. So <laughs> 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 another, that's another form of, of, of risk reduction. Harm, harm right. reduction, I think, is what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> So Tasha, how do you think you'll? How much do you think you'll share with Jordan um, about about this about this particular project? Do you see this as an opportunity? Yeah, in fact, I've I was just sitting here kind of thinking about you know how I would mention it. We've definitely talked about um, sexual transmitted diseases, and I can't remember if we've really specifically talked about HIV and AIDS. Um, I want to say we, I, I might have or she might have asked me a question from something that she learned at school, but definitely haven't had a very in-depth conversation about HIV and AIDS in particular yet. So mm-hmm. I think this will be a great way for me to to introduce it. And, you know, she's almost 13, so I'm, I'm, I'm even considering looking up um, condoms and cupcakes and seeing, you know, what the platform is and, and kind of how they have it set up and see if it's something that she and I can go to together um, to help start start the conversation. I'll have to look it up and see if it would be age appropriate. Um, okay. But definitely, at least, I, at least from the red shoes 
perspective, I'll definitely be able to bring it in, and she'll find it very exciting. Or actually, she'll want to go out and buy some red pumps is what she's really going to want to do. <laughs> See, if I were closer, oh, this is when I wish that Atlanta, I could just twinkle my nose and end up in the Atlanta area. Yeah, because that's a total auntie <laughs> moment because I'm not buying her any red pumps. It ain't happening. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you know. <laughs> mhm. But it is. It's about it's about raising awareness. And like I said, I'm I'm I don't think I've ever really talked to her in depth about this. So this will definitely start the conversation. And I know she'll have a few questions. And um, but this will be a great way for me to introduce it. So I'm I'm glad to be able to do it that way in a kind of a fun, fun way about a serious subject. Yeah, I think that um, I, I I would love to be in the car on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> because I yep. think that um, yeah, that uh, that could be pretty deep. And I I also want to acknowledge March as being uh, National Social Work Month. So Yay. if you, if you've been positively impacted by the social work profession or if you know social workers that are out there doing difficult work um, for the good of the greater, you know, if you want to give them a shout-out and say just thanks for what you're doing, Social Work Month is kind of uh, March is set aside as a time where we honor, you know, folks who have gone above and beyond, but even the folks who just, you know, are out there dedicated um, to yeah. trying to keep families together, maintain healthy communities, uh, we also, and I have to say, last week, uh, social workers ascended on Annapolis, which is our our county seat uh, in Maryland. And um, this yesterday morning, during the snowstorm, actually, uh, mm-hmm. there was a vote to repeal the death penalty. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that's like it's so so major. Um, that is major. So you know, I'm just gonna draw that. I'm gonna draw those lines that maybe having social workers in that area help to move that effort and support that effort along. But I think that's a right. a, a major win for um, for I know for Maryland, but also it was interesting because the families who were affected on both sides, um, who had either lost a loved one um, because of a homicide or murder. Mm-hmm. Um, were huge advocates and voices to say, you know, the death penalty isn't a way to solve this. Uh, it's not going to bring right. that love back. Um, and if anything, it's going to, you know, continue this 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 cycle of violence. Yeah. Uh, so so the the discussions around it is really was really interesting. But yeah, yesterday they actually did that. Um, it's also National Ethics Awareness Month. So I guess, you know, helping folks understand why you make decisions based on your values and principles. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's actually National Women's History Month. And so last month we didn't get a lot of chance to talk about it being African American History Month. Right. uh, Because we consider it 365. Amen. Year of engagement. But, you you know, particularly on certain months we pay a little bit more attention and so um, it's also National uh, Women's History Month. And so I just wanted to oh, wow. let our devoted moms know that big ups to the women, and especially those women who have um, created historical uh, events or significant um, contributions. And so there's, yeah. a, there's a bumper sticker. I don't know if you've seen one, Tasha, but there's a bumper sticker saying, well-behaved women rarely create history. Create history. Yep. I, uh, there's a lady that uh, I think she works at, um, or, or her child goes to the same school um, as uh, KJ, the middle child. And so I see her bumper sticker often um, when we're picking up the kids. And I always, I always kind of giggle and think, ain't that the truth? You know? I mean, there's, you know, no truer words have ever been spoken. <laughs> no. We think about some of the people who made significant strides for women's rights. Um, right. around health, um, also even around education, equality in the workplace. You know, right. stuff doesn't just happen because nope. someone decides that was the right thing to do. Yeah. So, 
So I, I, I think that it's exciting um, that we do pause. And, you know, what? it kind of is a challenge to moms, too, because we're all often telling our children, well, be a good girl. It's important for you to be nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but on the other side, you know, it's also very important for us to teach them, you know, that their rights are important and that, um, even their, you know, their right to protect themselves is very important. Right. And so that, you know, there's this, there's this balance. Like, I want you to listen and conform to what I'm telling you, but uh, I don't want you to listen and conform to things that are oppressing you. <laughs> yeah, that's a fine line, especially when they're young, and and it is hard to decipher what, when it, when they should really be able to, to speak out, you know against something that's happened to them that they don't like. I think that's I think that's important to teach our daughters and not just to to sit there and cross your legs and put your hands in your lap and, you know, take whatever's thrown at you. Um right. that's and I think it's a hard lesson to learn. It's a lesson I didn't learn until I was, you know, way into adulthood and I had to learn it on my own and so it's definitely a lesson I want to pass down to my girls. I think you do a fantastic job of that too. Um especially, you know, around issues around women's, uh, around our bodies and how they are our body and they belong to nobody else. And so just really taking ownership of that and being okay with letting people know that's not, that this is not okay. Right. And I, and I think that probably in a show coming up and again, um, moms that are listening, dads that are listening, if there are topics that, you know, you'd like for Tasha and I to, um, you know, either investigate an expert or someone who's doing that work really well. Uh, you know, just hit us up on Facebook or tweet us and let us know so that we make sure that we're, you know, we're we're kind of meeting your curiosity and your needs too. But I definitely want to talk uh, or have a show really soon on just teaching our girls and our boys um, mm-hmm. what it means to protect their personal space. Uh, and this hits particularly close to home as I'm working or supporting another mother whose daughter did not tell about some inappropriate touching, and it was because she didn't want her color changed. She didn't want to interrupt the teacher um, while this was happening because if she interrupted the teacher, then her the reward system or the behavior monitoring system um, was more important to her. Right. And how does that hmm. happen? And what right. are we doing you know, what are we doing to encourage that? But what else are we doing to say, you know, that comes to a certain point, um and I know in my children's school you start on blue, you can go to green, and then there's yellow, and then there's red. And red means that, you know, you've done something really bad and right. you're probably gonna be contacted. And I think that in this little girl's case, it became a tool for oppressing her voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a first grader. And wow. so I think, you know, I really want us to talk with other moms to see if there are some things that we can do differently. Um, yes, we do want our young ladies to be, um, to be, to have manners and respectful. But at some point, I do think that we should allow our daughters the opportunity to defend themselves at all costs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and if that causes you to get on red in my house, then we're going to celebrate red like it's pump day. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you know, really? we do want to talk, talk about, you know, what's the difference between being a well-behaved, you know, uh, respectable young woman uh where is that line, um, particularly when it comes to control of people or others invading your personal space um, and uh, inappropriate touching, um, inappropriate uh, discussions? You know, how yeah. do we all feel armed? That there was, that, you know, as being a parent, there are so many things that we just, we're responsible for teaching. Um, and we, we hope the school systems, you know, kind of, you know, start the conversation or set the parameters. But at the end of the day, our babies are looking at us to make it make yeah. sense. 
Yep. And and I guess uh, we've got a couple more. I'm, I'm, where, where are we looking on time, Tosh? Uh, we have just under five minutes. Yeah, just on. And so, so I think that that would be important that we do talk about um, just body awareness and safety awareness um, for mm-hmm. our children because the same thing goes for little boys. You know, yeah. we often kind of think about the girls, but, you know, we really do have to think about the boy, boys have been um, in on the predator's website. I mean, on the pe- predator's radar, just as much as little girls are. Yeah. And so how do we how do we help protect our children? Um, I do want to just give a quick shout out or a brief commercial about next week. There uh-huh. is um, we're going to have on another woman. <laughs> surprising, um, another mom. <laughs> Surprising. Um, who is an entrepreneur but also is working full time um in a public service position but has figured out how to increase her income um while, you know, really empowering and connecting uh and achieving some, some financial independence. Right. Uh, and she's gonna talk about that and just kinda give us kind of her perspective. So we're really excited about hearing from, um, actually, she's my namesake, Regina. Um, and she's here <laughs> in the Vienna area. That was <laughs> so funny. Um, but I'm excited to hear, you know, kind of her story and how she's figured out, you know, most of us as moms have to figure out there's more, has to be more than one income source. And so there's yes. lots of options. And, you know, Tasha, you certainly found, um, an option that's working for you and your family. So I think you mm-hmm. two will have a, a lot to talk about um, because it is very much around um, kind of the, the selling and service kind of thing. Right. So we're excited to hear about that. I think the other thing, too, Tosh, that um, maybe we can talk about it uh, next week. Or what if I already started the meditation? Do you want to mm-hmm. speak to meditation, the 21-day meditation challenge? Yes, um, Regina and I are going to embark on a um, a challenge, a meditation challenge that Deepak Chopra is uh, actually spearheading, um, and it's 21 days, and it's funny, you were laughing about the number 21, because that's uh, kind of when you start to develop, when it develops into a habit, and so if you do it any less than that, it's hard to keep it going, but if you at least commit to doing something for 21 days, then, you know, studies show that you will be more apt to continue um, that habit, whether bad or good. (laughs) So um, this year, uh, one of my, I guess, you know, things I wanted to start this year that I'd never done before is is meditation and really taking some time to get centered um, and to, to connect with myself and with the God in me and to start my day. And I will say I've been a little off kilter with everybody having the flu and everything, and we were on um, winter break right before that. So I have to get back into the flow of doing that. But it I've just noticed how my days are so much more in sync and, and really at the end of the day just having more control over my day instead of my day controlling me, where you look up and you don't know, you, you feel like you haven't accomplished anything and, you know, what did I do with my day? And you're all frazzled and razzled. And I, when I'm able to get up in the morning and just have this time, um, it just makes my day go so much smoother. And so what I like about... What I like about what Deepak has been talking about specifically is how simple it can be. And it doesn't have to be this really hard and convoluted process. You know, he really, uh, for example, asks you to focus on your breath. And if you can get some breath control and focusing on what your breath is doing, that's really the start. Um, another skill that he does is teaching you how to feel your heartbeat. If you can just, not with your hand or anything, but if you can actually calm your mind and calm your body so that you can actually feel your heartbeat, um, and and that really will get you in tune with your body and gets your mind and your soul in tune with each other. So I'm excited about the challenge and excited about telling you devoted moms how you can incorporate that, you know, in the mornings or or during your quiet times. Um, I'm excited about that. So. 30 seconds. Yeah, it actually starts on March 11th, which is next Monday. And so Mm -hmm. if you're on Facebook, if you go on and just put in um, 21-day meditation challenge or um, 
the other way to look at it is it's I would also you could Google um Oprah and meditation um would be a way to put to find it. And even though when you sign up they're asking people to register so that they can send daily emails that are gonna encourage you and give you kind of some prompts um on how to incorporate this into your day. Right. And so uh you know we'll also put a link on our devoted mom's website. Awesome. Thanks, baby. I'll see you on the other side. See you on the other side, baby. Bye-bye. Bye, devoted moms.